Welcome to the One Size Does Not Fit All podcast. I'm Kat Vitu, the founder of the World Life Tribe, and I co-host this show with the lovely Liberty. And together we meet the most inspiring people that are here to give you tools to live a life where you will thrive. Bon Raw makes it easy for you to sweeten naturally with minimum effort and zero compromise with their delicious range of raw and unrefined organic sugars. Bon Raw is better for you and the planet. Find Bon Raw's silver birch, panela, and coconut blossom at Waitrose. Hi, welcome to our podcast, One Size Does Not Fit All. It's me, Liberty, and I'm back again with Kat. Hi, Kat. Hi. How are you? I'm really good because it's so sunny today, and I have no children here, and I just feel free i made a lunch today where nobody complained nobody asked me for something extra nobody told me i'd already made it before it was so nice (laughs) (laughs) it's too healthy i don't like lentils i get all of that stuff do you not have any chocolate you normally have some hidden oh go away no i don't how do you know oh it's so peaceful isn't it I, you know, I don't look. I watch all these mums on like social saying, "Oh, you know, I, I've loved every minute of it." I was like, "Don't lie." <laughs> they haven't loved every minute of it. Nobody has, but we've loved moments. You know, we have loved moments. We've had some. Yeah. Time. And actually, I when, when I dropped mine off to school this week, I noticed how big they are. Oh, I'm so fit. I I told Wolf to try everything on and he's just like uh, enormous. It was ridiculous. He looked like the Incredible Hulk. He looked like he was about to burst out of his clothes. I was just like, thank God his blazer covers his bottom because his trousers are about to split. But um, what are you supposed to do? Well, you're supposed to be prepared and organised like normal people, but that's not my style, so... Um, yeah, I still sent out a notice and thank God said that you could just wear like black trainers and yeah. But then on the other hand, they were like, go and buy a new rugby top. And I was like, from where? What you just told me, I'll have to order it now, which I still haven't ordered because I'm terrible at all that kind of stuff anyway. Oh, I'm oh. Just, like, just let them go back to school. We don't need to be that organized with, you know, just them in. No. they loved it yesterday. I actually have to say. First day in, both of them, they just, you know, enjoyed being with their friends again. Yeah. Having that, I'm jealous actually, because they're sat with all of their friends and having a really nice time, having lunch with their friends, you know. Yeah. So doing all of that, because, you know, even though we've sent them back to school, we're not really meant to be doing all of that jazz, are we? But, no. But it's weird, isn't it? Because they're having their tests done and they're, like his, he came back and it's all negative and everybody gets oh so we're all good then <laughs> yeah yeah there's gonna be it's a lot of that going on isn't there yeah everybody gets a sort of full sense of security i suppose but it's uh it's quite interesting wilf completely overreacted about the whole thing and said uh, i w- i felt like they've stuck a knife down my throat i think she's cut my nose open can you have a look i was like oh my God, you better get used to this because, I mean, they're doing it for the foreseeable twice a week. So get on with it. He was like, oh, when I, when she did the thing, I, I, I nearly coughed in my face. I thought my pasta was going to come up and I was like, (laughs) oh my God. So, um, yeah, it's just rolling with the punches. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, I think that's pretty good going, isn't it? I think, you know, yeah. It feels better that they're just, we've got some sort of clarity on it as well. Um, yeah. 
But over to last night's TV, did you watch it? <laughs> I watched it this morning. I wasn't going to watch it, but then I... Uh, are we talking about Meghan and Harry? Yes. <laughs> I um, What I did do was I started listening to sort of commentary on... I was listening to Five Live this morning on the radio, and um, I started to listen to everyone's reactions, and then I'd heard so much. I was just like, I can't have a measured reaction to this myself without having a look. So I watched it this morning um, when I got back from my dog walk, and um, um, I'm still digesting it, but... I will say I thought it was quite interesting what Harry said about he didn't really understand about sort of um, how people would react to someone of colour until he was with her. And um, that's exactly what my husband said to me. Um, he said, but before I met, he said this years ago, but he said, before I met you, I didn't think there was any kind of, um, if someone had asked me if the UK was racist, I would have said, no, not at all. He goes, but then when I met you, I started to see things from a completely different perspective. So I found that angle of it interesting. I mean, whether to say or not what went on was racist, I'm not I'm not willing, you know, I, I couldn't say one way or another. I did see plenty of stuff that I would have said, yeah, was, was. But at this point, I, I'm still trying to digest the whole thing because some of it was just quite funny. I was like, she sat on the train with her legs under a blanket with the queen and stuff like that. I just thought it was quite cute. But um, I, I just, the whole thing just kind of blows my mind. I'm still trying to think about it. Well, it's what about you? Family argument, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's really weird. I, think that's, I mean, and it's also, I don't know. It's all, I don't know. It's all strange. It's all strange. I mean, who cares at the end of the day? <laughs> like This is the thing, who cares? Get on with it. Go and enjoy your life. Do oh. what you got to do. You've put your side across now. Just go, you know, I no, I, I don't care enough about the royal family to care. Um, I get the brown girl thing because I'm a brown girl. So I was just like, yeah. I had that reaction. And I've had that reaction. So I also think it's really hard for people who've never been walking in those shoes of racism to really understand what it is absolutely that's exactly my my angle on it and and, and i was listening to the radio this morning I, I i really appreciated the angle the presenter kept saying it's very difficult for us because at the moment everyone i'm speaking to in this conversation right here now is white um and it's very difficult for us it's very easy for us to say no that's not racist that's not racist no that's not because we can't have ever have walked a mile in anyone's shoes yeah. unless you know you're living and in this conditioned isn't it it's conditioned conversation um and i think you and i have said before where we've gone to dinner parties and oh you know yeah in the brown person there <laughs> we've acted we you know we've gone along with the jokes that we know feel really uncomfortable because we didn't want to feel out of place you know so yeah. i you know we can i can relate to a few things but you know Am I really bothered? Not really. They, you know, a few things were said. It's a bit of a shame for them, but actually, they're probably better off. That's oh, it's just day. like it's to be serving all the time and working in that. It's not a princess fairy tale. It's a bit of a nightmare. Oh, it's just a, it's just a mess. I thought it was funny though. She said, "I never even googled my husband before." I'm like, okay. "That is a load of rubbish." You can't be serious. I know who he was? What's a prince? <laughs> <laughs> And then um um was it Catherine Ryan, you know, who we both love the comedian? She was yeah. like, ladies, if I have one piece of advice for you, 
research the shit out of your husband, your boyfriend. Do not go into this blind. I was just like, <laughs> who doesn't Google? Whoever you're going out with, Google them. God, I know. That's my, that's my husband. He Googles everybody. Nobody can come in. <laughs> and then I meet people and it's really uncomfortable because I'm like, hi, what do you do? I already know what you do. He told me what you do 10 days ago. <laughs> He showed me you on holiday in Dubai. I saw you when you were 12, dressed as a pumpkin. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable, isn't it? Because I have to meet people now for the first time thinking, you already know about me. I know you've Googled me. <laughs> and sadly, I already know. I had a really uh, awkward conversation with somebody the other day. He Rich was like, I'm sure I know that name. One of Marnie's school friends' parents. And I was like, yeah, and he Googled it. So then it turns out he worked at the same company as Rich and all this stuff. Anyway, I went for a walk with the mum. And she was like, oh, where did your husband work? Said... And I already knew it was just like, where did your husband work? <laughs> like, but I already know. I was like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing, you know. But so, what a coincidence! But let's go on to something happy because we have a happy guest in the house. We sure do. We're joined today by a lady called Georgie Pincus. And Georgie is a founder of A Happy Life, which is a well-being and lifestyle community. Georgie, welcome to Well Life Tribe. Oh, thank you, girls. I'm <laughs> so happy to be here with you girls. Having a We're natter so over a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch Did you it, Georgie? Do you know what? I didn't. I made a, I, I made a decision yesterday and I just said, I just don't want to be part of the conversation, you know, because uh, you're always going to be pulled one way or the other and someone's going to go, ah, yeah, but uh, what did you think about, you know, the, the when, some, when once someone said about the colour of the skin before the child was born? And I'm like, one, I don't care. There are enough things going on right now mm. on the planet that we need to focus on, you know, apart from Megan being upset about um you know being pushed out of the royal family and and this and that and I'm like you know what I, d I just didn't want to get involved in it I'm a bit like Liberty in the fact that I understand it must be difficult from both sides um and I empathize with both of them but I just I didn't want to hear it I actually didn't want to put myself in that space of oh feeling quite angst about it because everyone this morning on every whatsapp group that I'm on there was memes, there was, what do you think about, she said this, and I, I literally just switched my phone off. Actually, I had to have it, take a class, uh, a yoga class, but I was like, I, don't, I just don't want to be part of the conversation. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm not probably the best person. No, no, well, I, it's past my, it was on too late for me, so I only actually watched the first hour. Yeah, <laughs> I, was like, I was about to say, I would have fallen asleep. If I hadn't have gone to bed, I would have fallen asleep. <laughs> But it, was, it was typical American kind of stuff, though. It was a bit like a really kind of, really, you didn't talk about this beforehand? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting what you say, Georgie, about I don't want to be a part of this. And yeah. um, when I look on, when I, I've been obviously reading about you and the, and the, um, the way you live and the kind of lifestyle that you um, enjoy. And um, I think... I've been much more aware of that recently in terms of not necessarily that story, but something I've been trying to um, do is, and I know Kat's all done this all the way through the past year or so, but trying to stay away from so much of what is pumped constantly through the TV, yeah. through the radio, I get in my car yeah. and I did it yesterday because it was the first time back on the 
school run but the radio my husband had been in my car and he always puts on a really serious news channel it's usually radio four or something and I was like oh my god I could fall asleep at the wheel if I leave this on too long it's dangerous for a start but it was really boring and it was really serious and I felt my stomach start to churn it was really depressing story and um it, I thought of it when I started reading your your um, your bio, some of the questions that we'd sent out and you've re- returned mm-hmm. to us about kind of, you know, staying above that, tuning out of it, not letting it take up your, you know, your energy. And um, I think the thing is, it's so easy to get consumed by social media and the press and the news and I actually had a concerted effort on the first lockdown because I actually got really depressed by numbers of deaths numbers of cases and you know conspiracy theories and all of this and actually it was consuming me as a person and how I live my life I just woke up every morning depressed and I was like "I, I can't why am I allowing this to to become part of um, my my daily life. I'm not, I just don't want to be a part of it. So I actually decided that I wasn't going to listen to the news at all through right. during the first lockdown. I listened to so much music. I really got into Spotify. I got into podcasts, really uplifting podcasts like yours. Um, and I focused my intention on on listening to things that made me feel good and happy. And actually that's really the basis of this little community that I have is is trying to live in a happy space and be around happy people. I don't want to be back around drains. I want to be around radiators. I want people to radiate happiness and, you know, empathy and all those lovely things that, you know, we all want to have in our lives. I don't want people to drain me of, yeah. of that negativity. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just and, – and I think – the interview last night, you're always going to get the negative out of something that big. Um, and I just didn't, I, I didn't want to be part of it. I was just like, I'd rather not. I really wouldn't. So we watched actually a, a, a comedy. I um, I can't remember what the movie was, but I was screaming laughing for two hours instead. <laughs> so that was my life last night. Exactly. <laughs> Um, on your life a bit because I met you quite a few years ago didn't I Um, and at the time you were working in fashion weren't you yes yeah I was I've been in fashion mid all my life I went to fashion college and did a degree in um, uh, fashion design and tailoring and I set my own business up in in personal styling and I was you know I was in in that what I'd call a dark hole for quite a long time because you just exist in that sort of I've got to achieve I've got to be I've got to be you know wearing the latest thing and I'd even get stressed about reading all of those fashion magazines about you know being you know knowledgeable about what I should be wearing and what handbag I should be wearing and all of that and and then I met you at that um fashion for good which actually was one of the nicest nicer parts of my fashion because it was all to do with <laughs> uh, there were a few quite stressful days there I well, there were there were but it was to do with charity and oh, gee, you know, here's a bunch of pre-loved clothes please style them for the catwalk over 500 pieces <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we had fun oh, doing nice it, though, didn't you. we 
<laughs> we, we had did. fun doing it. It was really good fun. It was a giggle. It was a really good charity event. Um, and actually, um, it was a great way to get to know each other. And I think yeah. at the time, I was saying earlier to you um, when we spoke last that at the time we were both in such a different space um then weren't we absolutely uh, and then Gosh. i didn't see georgie for years up until recently and then we we're in completely different places to where we were which i thought was really interesting yeah i think we've both probably gone through our own separate journeys but isn't it how isn't it funny how you have to go through that sort of hardship and um in the dark times to come out and invariably you want to make yourself a better person and not live with demons and overwhelm and all the rest of it. And you kind of want to make life simple and releasing fashion out of my life was the best thing I've ever done. Um, and it wasn't until um, it actually happened or the change happened for me was um, my youngest son was going off to school um and he was 13 and he was going off to boarding school and he for the first couple of weeks he loved it and then suddenly he nosedived and before i know it i was getting calls from the matron saying um we have red flagged your son we found bruises all over his legs he's self-harming himself and it literally was like a ton of bricks being put onto my chest and even now i get emotional about it because it was the most horrific thing any parent can hear is that your child is going through that sort of torment inside them that they can't express themselves and they're actually hurting themselves. And that was the point where I just said, right, that's it. I'm giving up everything. I have to focus on him. And it was the universe that was really saying to me, you should have done this a long time, but now it's got to the point where you have to focus on him. And because it was a boarding school, um, I had to go there every day and collect him because they wouldn't have him at school. They couldn't keep him under the, under the um, pretense that he was hurting himself. And as it was, he wasn't cutting himself. He was standing in front of a cricket bowling machine and allowing balls to hit his legs um and yeah it was I have to say it was the most difficult period in my life and I there were some days that I just thought oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore because I didn't know whether to pull him out of school you know I didn't even want to ask him how he was feeling because I thought every time I asked him questions like that he would go back in to himself and wouldn't speak to me I felt like I was walking on eggshells every day and then I started reading the plethora of health self-help books that I have um one called The Secret what I'm sure everyone is really familiar with and I just started changing the way I was thinking I was I was sort of waking up every morning visualizing jumping on his bed and being happy and and I, I couldn't have anything else in my head apart from this visualization process that I was going through. And it, it probably took between four and five hours a day. And I focused so hard on believing that he was going to be fine. And because I worked so hard on myself, it happened. And it took probably six weeks. And then literally overnight, I took him to school 
and I was expecting the normal call, mum, please come and get me, I can't be here. And we did we did go from not being at school for any nights of the week to three nights a week, and then it was every other day, and that obviously half term came, and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare getting him back to school. Mm. He went back to school, and for the whole of that day, I sat there and I meditated. I, I probably must have meditated for three hours solidly. And I just, I was kind of in his skin. I wanted to be that boy that that was having a great time at school. And I never got the call and I was waiting, 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 never happened. And then I never heard. And I called the matron. I was like, uh, how's Oscar? I haven't heard from him. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Do not call unless he calls you. And he didn't call me. And that was however many years ago it was. Yeah. So it was working on myself, believing and visualizing um, something good. And I really believe I changed what was going on with him because I was I was different around him. I didn't I, I just didn't look at him as that child that was hurting himself anymore or being miserable. And we we changed it. We we I don't know how we did it, but we did. It was mind over matter. But it just shows you the the way you project things out into the universe. Things can change. And I really believe that's when things changed for me as a person as well. He changed me. So he was my little angel. So you kind of saved each other, really. did. That's so beautiful. And from there on, you just developed, I guess, together. And your, yeah. your, your path has never faltered you kind of never he's never looked back he's never been happier and I found I found myself I found myself as this really strong I could change things that I never thought that I could change changed patterns of thoughts um I could change myself from feeling really down in the dumps to feeling really happy just by going I'm not I'm not going to put myself in that situation anymore I'm going to think happy thoughts um so every day I had this little mantra in my head what is it that you're going to be happy about today is it because the sun's shining and it could have been something as simple as that or is it because um I've got a flat belly and I've got out to shower and I don't have a little pouch <laughs> you know what all of us women are like I don't know you know just the simplest things and I really focused on the happy that happy little thought and every day they just grew bigger and I started resonating as this really happy person and it started to kind of grow. People were like, you've really changed, George. What's going on? I'm like, what's there to be unhappy about? I, I haven't got a child. Not that I was saying this, this to people. I don't have a child that's self-harming. What is there to be unhappy about? I'm the happiest woman on the earth. So did you so, know the transition, though, with how people were in a negative and positive way? Sorry, say that again. Did you notice like a transition of how people were to to you at this point? Uh, did they react yeah. in a negative and a positive way? It's really interesting. It's the people that kind of knew me from the fashion industry didn't like this new Georgie because they were like, who? Hang on a sec. You've become this spiritual kind of happy person. And invariably people in the fashion industry are crawling over each other. You know, it's it's this acidic competitive um industry and they were like we don't know you anymore kind of thing but that was like taking a rucksack a burden 
of rucksack of negative energy off my shoulders going, I don't need these people in my life anymore. I just want to be happy. As simple as that sounds, I just want to be happy. And if you can be happy in your life, oh God, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone could be happy? They would have no problems. They would never have to bitch and moan about the next person. And, you know, invariably us women, I hate to say it, are competitive with each other and we do judge each other. But once you drop all of that and and be happy for that, that person sitting next to you or, you know, standing next to you, it's such a powerful feeling being happy for someone else. And then that resonates with them. So it's like this, you know, um, it's like a bit of a tennis ball going back backwards and forwards with, with someone. You give out, you're going to give back. Why do you think it is that um, the way you put it, it's kind of as simple as it sounds, but something that I've noticed is that um, so many women kind of, they want to be stuck or they don't think it's that simple or they they say, for example, I'm going to use friendship as an example where somebody's in a friendship that's not serving them. Like, like, like you were saying about uh, the, the people in the, the fashion industry and so many, I know people who have friends and, and, and they're not kind to them. And you sort of say, why, why do you still give them so much of yourself and your time and your, and they're like, Oh, well, you know, what else am I supposed to do? And, and I'm not thinking this is not, something I've always been brilliant at, but it's definitely something I know is more simple than they're imagining it. But I'm like, but you just don't have to do those kinds of things. But I do know so many, and particularly women, people who sort of think, well, that's the way it is. So why change it? It's fine. Why do we want to be stuck? Do you know, it's really interesting you say that because I have been there. And even now I have friends that I am stuck with. And maybe it's because I've known them for such a long time and they kind of feel like a sister. And it's mm-hmm. that relationship of, well, I can't get rid of you because you're family. You know, mm-hmm. you can choose you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. And some friends, I think, um, well, for me personally, I treat like family and I kind of put up with the four boils and, okay, I don't like the way that, you know, she is um, treating someone else or being very judgmental. I just step back from it. And what I don't do is get into a conversation because invariably what women want is someone to say, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And what I do now is I will take it completely the other way. So if someone will say, oh God, I just think that she was being really unreasonable and and, um, I, I can't believe that she thinks about this, this or this. I will either just step back and say nothing or I'll say, do you know what? I think she's really brave and I think she's incredibly, you know, God, how strange is that, you know, that one woman can just stand there and take it and another woman can go, no, I agree with her and good for her because it actually stops them in on that spot and they go, oh, well, I can't really say anything to that, can I? Right. So trying to sort of um, to stop the conversation or to turn it on its head and go, you know what? I think she's really great. Good for her. Because mm-hmm. people are like, whoa, okay. Um, I, 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 I think 
it's so easy for us women to judge each other. And all, all I want to say to women out there is the more we can hold each other up and back mm -hmm. each other and, you know, I don't know, promote each other. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. I think women judge themselves a lot, though, don't they? And then oh my god, we don't I do. each other out sometimes because we feel that way about ourselves. So sometimes how you feel is mirrored onto the people that you are with. Of course. Um, so now that you obviously feel better um, in your skin, you know you've got some inner peace going on. You know you're not you're not you're not projecting any of that out now, are you? So what you just yeah. said you, you're able to kind of switch it off quite quickly but i guess when people are and you know this because you've been there are feeling quite insecure about um things that they never really mean it about the other person do they it's, it's, it's no. a reflection of themselves isn't it when people start feeling uncomfortable about other people's achievements or something it's never about the yeah. other person ever is it no mm. Mm. And I think it's, it's really just, not. I think it's just sort of understanding that, and then almost it's such a relief when you finally find out that's it, isn't it? You're like, yeah, oh, wow, that's good. I yeah. figured out what it is now, and I'm feeling yeah, it. It's not me; it's you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think the older us women get, and I've noticed this a lot. I'm turning fifty next month, and I kind of feel the older we get, the less people we really need around us. Yeah. We yeah. don't need that kind of Oh, acceptance. It's like I I have my friend pool has probably half the size in the last 10 years because mm. the people that don't serve me and don't fill me with joy, it's not that I'm being mean and I'm I, I don't want to speak to them. I just I don't give them my time. Yeah. And um, people can take that in any way they like. The people that fill me with joy, I want to give my time to, you know. I want to cherish that friendship. I, I want to work at that friendship. The people that don't give me anything, and I don't mean on a materialistic level, but that can't, you know, mm. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's an emotional level, isn't it? I think you're right. I think also um, we have to remember that not all friendships are meant to last forever. They're meant no. to for a specific purpose, aren't exactly. they? And, and if they end right there, that's okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. some and some come get back. Really disappointed if why did that end? What did we do? It's like sometimes yeah. you probably didn't do anything. It just doesn't work anymore. You might be doing something totally different with your life right now. Yeah, um, and it might be somebody you went to school with, and then you know, because things we all go on just different paths, and exactly. you know, but then you've always potentially got one friend who you've gone through every single journey with. But mm. I think sometimes with that one person when that works it's because you just accept each other for everything yeah. isn't exactly yeah. and and that's that's why it's so rare to have those friends mm. you know and it's interesting isn't it so you are really into yoga and you're a yoga teacher now aren't you i am after that sort of transition period i just um i came to that sort of point in my life where Oscar was fine. He was back at school. And then I was going through the early menopause and I got, again, I was like, okay, well, what do I do with my life? I've given up fashion, not doing anything. And I'm one of these people that has to do something. I can't sit around not doing anything. And I sat there for months getting more and more depressed, thinking, what's my life purpose? And it's really difficult when someone asks you, oh, what's your hobby? Well, I haven't had time for a hobby. 
I've been working and I'm a mum. I don't, I, you know, I never get it when people say, oh, well, my hobby is this. Well, I'm sorry, but I never had a hobby. My hobby was probably my children. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I think like that's going to say mums. my hobby was cooking because <laughs> I have to do okay. it anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, that definitely yeah. wasn't a hobby for me, let me tell you that much. <laughs> really you love like cooking that. now, though, don't you? <laughs> I, but that's the thing, isn't it? It's all come round. So I, I got to the point where I was like, what do you love? What do you really love doing? And I loved exercising. Um, and then I did this huge, great big um, challenge with um, a girl actually that used to live down by you called Nikki Day. And she did this tw- She did this challenge with a whole bunch of girls and we did 12 marathons in 12 months. And they were um, one a month, but they were walking marathons all around the South Downs. It was beautiful. Anyhow, as you can imagine, I did my knee and my hip and god knows what so I had to rehab after all of that and mess up my ankle and so I went back to yoga I mean I've been practicing yoga for 30 years but I didn't I wasn't doing it regularly I was probably doing it once a month and uh, once a week um and to most people that probably is regularly but for me if I go into a, a sort of fitness thing it's sort of three times a week so I couldn't do any form of high impact so I thought right I'm going to do some more yoga and then I was like, I'm loving this. This is really me. And it was like that light bulb moment that just came on and went, this is what you should be doing. You always wanted to be a choreographer or a dancer of some sort. And I kind of think that yoga is a slow version of that, but a mindful sort of juicy version. So I kind of looked into it. I looked into the yoga teacher training courses and I just thought, right, I'm going to do it. And I booked myself on within 24 hours. So I didn't change my mind because I am a bit of a procrastinator. <laughs> and um, yeah, booked myself on, got myself um, all qualified uh, with Yoga Alliance. And then that was it. I haven't looked back. And I absolutely love it. It's, it, it's literally become like my little sort of crutch. I don't I can't I can't go through a day without not doing yoga and not necessarily teaching but even if it's just you know being in child's pose for half an hour I mean that's still yoga um I've still got the benefits of being mindful or closing down or whatever anyhow sorry I'm blurring I I could go on and on and on no it's good I love love it it. so much is it in those moments I I don't do yoga but I I I I should, but is in those moments that you get then that space and that peace and that 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 clarity that you kind of exactly right. And I'd never I'd been this busy person, you know, rushing around a thousand miles an hour, having a thousand thoughts in my head, just constantly on the go, on the go, and living on this sort of high energy. You know, when you've got you know your that adrenaline going around your body, and I don't think I was ever coming down off it. So I was in kind of that flight and flight mode the whole time. And it wasn't good because I wasn't losing any weight. I was like, what the hell am I doing? You know, I've still got this bulgy tummy. I can't lose weight. I feel sluggish. And it was because my parasympathetic nervous system was never on. It was never switched on. Um, So I think the yoga um, side really helped me to become just to slow down and to become more mindful of what I was doing. So I started I started doing my meditation through walking because I felt really uncomfortable sitting in a cross-legged position, you know, with my fingers in 
chin mudra <laughs> and I just thought well, it's not me so I started meditating by walking with the dogs I left my phone at home and my way of meditating was walking for half an hour and listening to birdsong or feeling the crunch of a leaf underneath my foot or um, f- feeling my hand against a bark of a tree and that just mindfulness is kind of meditation because you're not thinking about anything else you're not allowing your mind to um flow to your shopping list or to you know what dinner you're going to cook for the kids or whatever so that also really helped me slowing everything down and actually i still do that every day um that's part of my sort of um my holistic 10 things I do a day and one of them is mindful walking with the dogs and I love it even Mm. if it's pouring with rain it's great just be out in nature yeah what else is on your list we love love. do you like a list Mm. Uh, I've read it okay I know everyone else will want to hear what you do oh okay I've written it down so I don't forget any because I love I love them so much I love okay so I obviously practice yoga goes mm-hmm. without saying right and that could be listen it doesn't have to be an hour you can be 10 minutes or something so practice yoga practice mindfulness so that could be in a walk or you could do mindful cooking and just be in the space of having the tv off the radio off you know just having some time for a bit of mindfulness and then living in the moment so as we, you've just touched on stop rushing around be present with what you're doing which i guess is kind of part of the mindfulness thing eating healthily uh, and taking out the sugar because that is a real mood destabilizer and um, the amount of times i've seen it in my children when um, i've had really crappy food in the house and just seen them not engage properly being aggressive with each other so trying to kind of wean yourself off sugar and replace it with really nice sugars like maple syrup or i don't know honey things just replacing the the, the horrible white sugar taking that out eating healthily eating just lots of that, greens actually, i am um, i cut that out last week with caffeine purely by accident but I decided to take sugar and I had the worst migraine in the world oh, for a few days you. I couldn't get it and I never have migraines was that sugar food. and coffee or was it yeah. just sugar yeah because I don't normally eat loads of sugar but in lockdown my husband is just like a sugar fiend and then I kind of got myself into it because it was there and then yeah. coffee just I don't know I'm all my a few habits exacerbated in lockdown you know like and but then I was like last week I was just like enough I can't do this anymore because actually I was getting I was talking to a friend of mine and I was getting kind of palpitations with the sugar and stuff oh yes and I wasn't sleeping and then I did it and I had this almighty migraine when I cut it out but I've still cut it out and I got got through that two days Mm. and I feel so much better but it shows you doesn't it just how it's so toxic on the body so toxic but yeah i would definitely say if you are going to take caffeine out of your diet you have to wean it out of your diet otverwise you will get that migraine yeah. so if you I if you I do four coffee i couldn't talk to you yes <laughs> i couldn't come out of a room for two days absolutely it's it's it horrible and it's so hideous. consuming headaches oh, are awful yeah. um so going back to my list set in one intention for the day right I love setting intentions because it's actually if you say you're going to do something you'll do it. If you say that you're going to do 10 things you're you're not. 
So just right. setting one intention. Um, and, and something I, I would say the intention should be to do with you, you know. Um, uh, let yourself grow. So I always try and learn one new thing every day, whether it be a word. I know this sounds strange because mm. I write a blog as well. So I always try, if I'm learning a word, I'll try and put that word into a blog somewhere or I'll listen to a, a, a podcast or I'll watch something on YouTube. Um, so I just think I, I just like to expand my mind, which I never used to do. I used to be really fearful of learning things new because I always think, oh, God, I was rubbish at school and I didn't get very many O-levels and I can't. I don't want to learn. And now I'm like, I literally like a sponge. I just want to learn new things every day. Um, so that's another thing. And then walk in nature. So as I said to you before, I walk without my phone with my doggies. Um, number nine, connect with someone either by phone or email. Just to, I think, especially now during lockdown and what we're all going through is just take five or 10 minutes to connect with someone. Um, ask someone how they're doing. Um, tell someone what you're doing. So it could be a parent. It could be checking up on a friend. I don't know anything. And the last one is perform some self-care, which I've written down here. <laughs> this is so typical of me. A hot bubble bath with a and t <laughs> Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> to end your day off. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. There's I think those are really nice practical tips as well, aren't they? And um Gosh, if we really think about it, they're not really that difficult to do. No, they're not. They're really not. Um, and even if you did five of them, you'd be doing well. I mean, I'm not saying that you've got to go and do 10 things, but I just think if you can get into a routine of living, you know, simple lives and not letting the stress of everything get to you um, and taking time for yourself, whether that be mindfulness, walking outside, setting the intention of doing something good um just yeah so you're well, on a mission now aren't you though to help women who've been through a similar journey to you yeah trying yeah. to help them kind of find themselves and feel comfortable with it actually and your community um you've set up and it's accessible to anybody isn't it they can just come yep. on and join your kind of community to get all of this and you're you very kindly kind of give free yoga pretty much don't you yeah I just give like 15 minute yoga classes I drop occasional menus on there if I've if I've got some parenting advice because my children are a little bit older so if people are going through you know the teens the terrible teens as I call them I mean my children are 17 and 18 now so they're kind of adults but um you know life hasn't been easy and it never is with as a parent um and as you said earlier some parents that say oh it's been so lovely and having them at home I would agree with that I love having my children at home but my god have I wanted to punch them occasionally <laughs> is that <laughs> where you got your screaming pillow from <laughs> oh my god please can we talk about my screaming pillow <laughs> Tell us. I should I should actually start selling my screaming pillows because yeah, I think, I think you I did really well out of that. <laughs> Everyone needs a screaming pillow. We'll be the beta testers. Oh. <laughs> yes, Liberty. You might want to ask me what the screaming pillow's about. 
<laughs> well, this is what I like about you, that you have all this, um, like, you know, do do this, do this, but don't forget to go and get a big fat pillow and have a good old <laughs> scream into it because oh. life is sweet, but you're still going to get really stressed out. Yes. So I did read it in your biography and I thought, this is a very well-balanced woman. She likes a G&T in the bath and she's got a screaming pillow and she does yoga and eats really oh. well. <laughs> Everyone has to have a screaming pillow. And you know what? It is the most cathartic thing to do. And if your children are pissing you off or your husband's really getting on your tit ends and you just want to fall, <laughs> go away, all of you. I hate you all. I go to my screaming pillow and I shove my face in it and I scream as loud as I can. <laughs> and I come out and I feel amazing. I literally oh. feel amazing. I think, yes, it's all gone. Now I can come back to that then Georgie that I am. Oh. <laughs> I need one of those this morning. I think I'm going to go make one when I finish. Go and get a screen pillow. You get them from Peter Jones. They're the little baby ones. They're called boudoir pillows and they're, they're big enough just to stuff your face in there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this morning I was all like, hey, to my son, everything again. And it was just like, what? And then he just kind of was taking his mood out of me. And I've got my husband kind of watching me and he's like looking at me going, oh, do you two have to shout? I was like, no, we don't actually. I was really happy. <laughs> oh, energy vampires. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. I love the fact that you are a spirit junkie now. And actually, for me, on your journey, I've seen you, you know, change from kind of seeing you to go from fashion stylist who was in vogue and everything to now really grounding yourself and really, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve and being, you know, very proud of it. Um, you know, you have mixed with all sorts of people um, oh. in your life, you know, I remember actually coming to your house many years ago when you used to do those big clothing sales. And that was for, I'm allowed to say it, aren't I? It was for the Ecclestons, yeah. wasn't it? And she used to sell yeah. Mara Ecclestons clothes, didn't you? Both, both yeah. Oh my yeah. God. They're going, what? They had all of these clothes and they didn't even know they had all of these clothes. Yeah. I mean, it was insane, wasn't it? It was insane. And slightly cringy because they had so much. So much. And there were all these, it was Chanel, everything, everywhere, everything. wasn't it? And everything. it was like, what? These are their clothes and they even know they're here. You know, it was that, that you know, and it's insane, a, isn't it? Oh, yeah. That feels such a distant memory. And God knows how my husband coped with having all of that clutter in the house. And actually, one thing since I stopped doing those um, sales, the energy of this house has completely changed. Because if you imagine energy is held in clothes. So you imagine her, Tamara's clothes, and then I had her sister's clothes. I also had Caroline Stanbury's clothes. Oh, I, that's, I had, you did something at her house too, didn't you? Yeah. So that would, yeah. I had so many different clients and their energy stays in the clothes so my whole house had this really horrible oh it was just awful anyhow as soon as it all went I, I I literally lit my sage sticks and went around the house sort of prancing around like a witch <laughs> um and yeah but it's so interesting there. for me to sort of see you now and it's lovely actually 
Um, the the funny thing for me is that when I found you part way through, your Instagram wasn't a happy life. It was a different. Oh, it was not, Cat. <laughs> now, am I allowed to swear? On yeah, your yeah. Podcast? This is a children's well, show. They don't like us that much. It was originally called Forty and Fucked because that's where I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was forty, and I well, I still am. I, I was fucked. I didn't know where I was going. I had no like, purpose. I was just, I was, I was in the doldrums of, yeah, 14 fucks. Yeah, I remember um, reading it going, Jesus, what's up with her? <laughs> I know. And I, I think I emailed going, hi, Georgie. How's it going? <laughs> well, that's, that's so good. But that's the pretty brilliant thing about you, Georgie, what I really love about you, why I actually thought it would, you know, is that you are 100% honest, actually. Oh, yeah. And, and, and refreshingly honest about it. And I think, you know, at the time when we met, you know, we were both living these funny lives, I would say. And then, oh. I don't know, trying to fit in somewhere, nowhere, oh. whatever kind of vibe. And then, then you obviously went into this marathon thing and then you were like, the 40 and buck thing and then you and then and then a few a couple of years later it's like hi a happy life <laughs> I was like, well, I'm like an onion now? cat I've got so many layers and I've stripped <laughs> every layer off I feel like I've reinvented myself about a thousand times in my life oh, <laughs> yeah, I've God. got to the core now uh, you've yeah. got surreal that's me. what I like though I think it's better when people are that honest and they share yeah, the honesty, yeah. really, because I really don't like when people are like, no, no, I'm still sugarcoated. Don't worry, I'm still I'm no, no. a person. But you're like, no, I'm not. I don't know who I am. That part of you <laughs> is who am I now? You know what the hell is going on here? You know exactly. Um, and then and it might well like be you've come that... through that actually. Yeah, I mean, you know, you never know. In two years' time, I might become, you know, a pop singer. Who knows? <laughs> I can't imagine that. Well, I would love that, and I wonder what that would be called. <laughs> oh, God, God forbid. Yeah, I think we'll leave it there. I'm quite happy with my yoga life. <laughs> um, Georgie, oh. I think a lot of people would really benefit from, you know, finding you. Um, and I know, you know, and I can speak as a really good kind of reference for you, really. I've seen your yoga. You really believe in everything that you do. You you have actually turned a lot of it around. Um, you are everything that you say, all of these things, you know, a lot of people come up with these daily routine practices, but I know you actually do, do you do them? Yeah. You know. Well, I have to, otherwise- Come from I, a place I, where I, you didn't do anything like that yeah. and now you do. And I know that you can actually really um, influence a lot of women. So can you tell us where they can find you? Um, yes. I am. Uh, so I have a little website um, with a blog, and that's www.ahappylife.co.uk. Um, and then my Instagram handle is a happy life UK, same as the Twitter and the Facebook. And on the Facebook, it's um, a happy life community page. And that's where. Um, the, the community comes together and that's where I share sort of my little tips and um you know the wellness the recipes the screen pillows I'm definitely going to get some screen pillows made up 
um, <laughs> and uh, my candle. Lovely candles and yoga mats for sale, aren't you? Well, do you know what? I've just received the email today of all of the photography that my lovely friend Lucy Down has has photographed my candles. So I've got two essential oil candles coming out called Inhale mm-hmm. and Exhale. So very yo- yogi. Um, yeah, they're so nice. They're so nice. So they're going on sale at the end of the week. Oh, wow. Yeah, and oh. the yoga mats will be here in about three weeks' time. So I'll be selling those as well. Brilliant. Um, and I think everybody should check you out. And actually, Liberty, you could probably try it because it's yoga you could try for 15 minutes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I'm trying, trying to get up earlier and get some yoga in and some intentions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but do you know what? I think that what I will say is there's a lot of people out there saying, oh, you must be more mindful and you must do this and you must do that. Listen, if you're not feeling it, don't do it. All I will say is if you just do one thing a day, mm-hmm. choose one thing and do it well. Okay. And even if that's just putting a smile on your face or, mm. you know, setting that intention. But whatever you do, don't overwhelm yourself with, you know, oh, I must be doing this because that's what everyone else is doing. Because that's Good bullshit, advice. really. <laughs> God, I love Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> got to be who you got to be. You got to be real. <laughs> exactly georgie thank you so much for coming on to our podcast oh, it's been so nice chatting to you girls it really has and thank you for having me oh thank you georgie you're amazing i think lots of people today and um they'll definitely take down your tips and we really do support you and we hope you know people once you've listened to this go and check out georgie's uh yoga it doesn't cost you anything to go and look her up on facebook check out some of those lovely recipes as well that you do because you do now love cooking <laughs> i do i do um, but thank you so much for coming on georgie and, and georgie Thank you for teaching me the new expression, getting on your tit ends. I want you to use that tonight, Liberty, when you're cooking dinner. <laughs> I've, never, I've never added ends on the end, but I'm going to use it twice now. You're getting on my tit ends. <laughs> All right, take care. I've All learned right, my new thing. Bye. 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 <laughs>